With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, everyone, to Hit the Books. I'm Thomas Casali with Joey Kanish. Hey, Kanish, it's bowl season. I can't wait to get into everything with you. First, you know, the it's already started, and uh, it, it's been an exciting start to, to the bowl season, so we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into the weekend's plays. Hit the books on the Hammer Betting Network, powered by Circus Sports. Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Experience big at bets with the highest betting limits, better money line splits with the lowest hold percentage, and the best customer service. Sports betting on the go, like it's never been, but it's never been better. Download the app, Kanish Circus Sports, a proud sponsor of Hit the Books, and we're happy to have them. Um, how you doing, Kanish? How, how's it going? How's everything going in bowl season? I'm good, baby. We're off and rolling here. I uh, got the I got the UTSA game on, on here. Second half kicking off. Had the uh, you know little Bahamas Bowl this morning. So uh, yeah, feels good. To, feels good to be finally in the swing of it here, getting some uh, college football action back on. Yeah, I had a uh, I had Miami of Ohio in the fir- in, in the early game. It's uh, looked like looked like a loser. Uh, they came, but now I got Troy. Troy looks like a loser. That's uh, still was at twelve seven now, but. I don't know. Got a little uh, second half, a little end of the first half magic there to to make it a ball yeah. game. So uh, yeah, at least we uh, you know they're 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 back in it. But yeah, Kanish, you ever bet a game early and then by the time kickoff comes, you're like, eh, I don't love it. Do you ever do that? Uh, every week, my man. Okay. <laughs> That's how I was with the Troy game. You know, that was one of the first bowl bets I, and then after like kind of talking to you and like talking to other people and kind of, I mean, to me, it, it was a dead even game and I'm like, eh, I guess I'll ride it out. But, uh, it was one of those games where, uh, I didn't love, uh, as much as I did when I, when I put it in, but yeah, uh, I mean, sharp. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no go. sharp move here on you. I mean, UTSA yeah. morning obviously got the three there. So, uh, yeah. you know, pretty big move. I mean, it's UTSA team. Uh, get the fuck out of here. Uh, it, it was. I mean, they've got like you look at this team. They look like a Power Five team. They got like, they've got athletes all over the field. They got size, um, and it's a great Troy defense. But um, I, I just don't know Gunnar Watson uh, and their yeah. offense. Like they were, you know. I mean, against bad Sun Belt defenses, you know, they're able to move it. it. This is it's a tough task for them. But hey, I mean, they at least got the score to to should be able to make it competitive here second half. Yeah, and you know what, Kinnish, the some things I, I thought there might be some movement with UTSA when I made the play. I thought maybe the coach would be gone, maybe the quarterback would opt out. That was one of those I was trying to get maybe ahead of the head of some things, but they didn't happen. Everybody's back for UTSA, and like you said, when you watch them against the Power Five school, they look like they belong there. Uh, oh, they got talent. Hey, turnover here, fumble there, Troy Ball there. So uh, you're still alive, Tommy. No, still I alive. agree. That's one where, like, if if you know, if Frank Harris, uh, I mean, I thought he was going to go the you know, try to the NFL draft yeah. and stuff. Obviously, got a bag to come back. If he doesn't play, then then you're sitting real good. But um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, this Troy defense is still real deal here, keeping them alive. 
So, well, Kanish, last week I went over my favorite bowl plays. Troy was one of them. This week we're going to look at the weekend's games coming up because there's a ton of games on Saturday. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll go back. We'll go over the college football playoffs again. See if you've changed. See what you're hearing. If, if you've changed your mind on anything uh, from last week, just or just in case someone didn't listen. I can't imagine people don't listen to us every week. But you know, maybe someone was doing Christmas shopping or had to hang out with the kids or something. So we'll go over those again. So Saturday starts off Kiddish, with what I think is one of the toughest bowls to predict because of all the outside variables. Sometimes you get it with one team, but this time we have it with both teams. Louisville, Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going to be pulling these lines from Circus Sports Colorado. And it, at the Circus Sports in Colorado, they have Louisville minus two and a half over Cincinnati. I can't get myself to bet this game. I don't see any edges. Do you have anything on Louisville, Cincinnati? I mean, it's going to be an ugly one, Tommy. Uh, I mean, a lot of you said that. A lot of opt-outs on both sides. Early kick. Shitty field. Uh, looking like rain. 15, 20 mile per hour winds. Um, I, I mean, this total, it just keeps coming down, coming down, coming down. I mean, there's 38 and a half out there now at uh, at Circus. So, I don't know. I, I honestly, I was hoping that, uh, you know, we'd get a little bit of a, a you know, weather break a, as the, the week went on. And, and play, I mean, a bowl game that's 38, 38 and a half. Uh, and I'd look to play back over. I, I just can't do it. It's going to be, you've got two inexperienced quarterbacks for the most part. A lot of guys uh, out there, bad field, going to be wet. Uh, I mean, the Fenway grass here, you know, I, I mean, you're going to be like, I know they're, they're they're importing some stuff there to make a football field, but you can have new turf. It's going to be soaked. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want any. I, I, number one, I don't, I'll probably I'll only be up for the second half of this guy. I don't even know if I'm going to. I might start the day, uh, you know, for, for the second game of the day here. Um, honestly, I got nothing on this one. Uh, I would maybe... Look to see how, if, if you're up early, look to see how it's, you know, like the, the conditions and that, and if it's really that bad early for some live betting action. That's the only thing for me. I, I might play a little bit live in this one. Nothing pregame. No, I, I agree 100%. The, and you don't have to bet every bowl game, right? <laughs> there's, there's I know there's I know some people subscribe to that religion. You do. But, uh, I mean, if we're trying to give people advice there and actually how to, you know, make money in that uh, – and listen, if you got got a bowl pool, confidence pool, um, hey, yeah, I'd probably play. Uh, I like Louisville a tad bit more, but I mean, it's not something I'm gonna a pregame position on. Yeah, I mean, I got a bunch of bets going on Saturday. That's not one of them. This next game is one of them. Um, the a little birdie told me just before it happened that BYU's quarterback was not gonna play, so I hit SMU plus one. Uh, now SMU is minus four and a half with the total 64 with the quarterback news for BYU. Uh, I, I, I was talking last week, Kanish. I remember you would mention something about SMU, BYU, about a, watch the quarterback. Is this one you hit when SMU was an underdog? Yeah, you know, I, I played some early, not a huge position. Um, I, I, like you said, I had some SMU numbers that are far gone. Um, it wasn't a a, a huge position just because I'm not I'm not a big believer in this SMU team to be honest. Without their best receiver, uh, who I thought you know significant, you're talking about a guy that's that's you know I mean was probably the, the most productive or top three most productive uh, wide receivers in college this year. So to go without him, also their defense um, is bad, is real bad. Also, Red Lashley's had some. 
Omni, where they're not using all their bowl practices. He's going around and recruiting. Uh, he said, you know, like one of those, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to be here. It's a win-win type of thing. Just type, the type of things that, that I don't like hearing going in. So, honestly, I, I think there's a chance, you know, BYU might be able to, you know, just line up in the, in the Wildcat and run some of this stuff over here. Um, if anything, and I know this total's come way down now. Uh, I even think if you can find 64 out there, I'd probably still lean under. I don't have anything. It's another one that um, just based on uh, a couple of different factors on both sides, obviously the BYU quarterback change, SMU, a couple of guys opting out with the coaches saying in that. One that, again, I'm probably going to look to see how it's shaping out early, uh, see if see if I can get a lean on, on how each team looks, uh, and then jumping on some live stuff. But at the current numbers, no. A little bit uh, of stale SMU for me, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I took SMU as a slight dog uh, just because of the quarterback switch, but I don't want any part of SMU minus four and a half. If people are waking up on Saturday looking to bet this game, you you don't like SMU laying over a field goal, do you? No, I agree. I agree. Once it got, I I if it kept steaming, I and actually we were talking about uh, this on Monday show when with Brad uh, when the number was actually moving. Um, I was kind of looking to for a buyback point on BYU. It never really, I think, I think it might have hit six for a brief. And I don't even see a six at, at circuit. It looks like topped out around five, five and a half. So I was thinking, you know, if it got to six, six and a half, even, you know, seven, I definitely would have been a buyer. Never really got there, came back. So now it's just uh, in the no play zone for me. All right. Well, this next game, Kanish, is... Yeah. I keep checking to make sure I honestly got this number because I, sometimes I feel like it's a dream. As I said on last week's show, one sports book, which we won't name, opened Fresno State plus four and a half, despite the fact that Hayner, their quarterback, flat out came out and said he was playing. I, 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 I was bobbling my phone. I, I couldn't hit that button quick enough. So I, I hit Fresno State plus four and a half, and I hit the money line. Now, other books opened Fresno State a slight underdog at like one, one and a half. But now, forget about it. Fresno State minus four and a half. So that's a nine-point swing from what I got. Uh, the... I just, what do you do with this game? Like, obviously, the early value is gone. But let's say you're again. A lot of people bet bowl games are waking up on Saturday. Uh, how do you view this game now that Fresno State is the four and a half point favorite? Yeah, you know this one. I mean, Wazoo ton of opt outs on this one. Uh, two of their top wide receivers, uh, their best player on defensive linebacker, a couple other guys on defense. Um, so I think the defensive coordinator. So, I mean, Wazoo's got a, a lot of movement here where Fresno basically did not think one wide receiver. Um, but, you know, Hainers, I still think, though, this is this is a little bit of an overreaction. Overreaction, for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not totally – honestly, if I, I was playing that, you know, I had an early Fresno position. Um, waiting to see how – Hi, this will go. I think there's a four and a half for a minute, but it looks like four is the high now. Um, actually, probably going to buy back a touch here on Washington State. Uh, I still like the over here. There's some mostly you know flat 53s out there. Uh, even one 52 and a half. Uh, one place that I'm seeing right now. Um, I think that I think you get a Fresno team uh, with Hayner that that if you look at their offensive metrics throughout the season, they're not going to be great because Hayner missed a ton of time. Some of their other skilled players missed a ton of time. Um, but I think it's a Fresno team that, and if you look at the Wazoo defense, a lot of their metrics look great, but 
Some of that was against a lot of bad Pac-12 offenses, and now they're missing a number of guys on defense. Uh, I think the tempo should be up in this game. I think you'll see Washington State, uh, you know, push the tempo. Fresno wanted to, to you know, get Hayner a number of uh, throws in there. He'll going to be wanting to throw it around. So uh, I actually like the over here, 53. Um, and if you don't have a play on it as of yet, uh, it'd be a small lean for, for Washington State plus B. I know they're missing a number of guys. It's still, I mean, this is one, if everybody's playing for Wazoo, uh, I, I'd have them more of as like a three-point favorite. So kind of, you're, you're talking about a full touchdown adjustment here for some, for some of the opt-outs, uh, which is a bit aggressive for me. So um, yeah, a little bit of a uh, little bit of Wazoo, a little bit of the over. Yeah, I mean, listen, Fresno State, 8-0, you know, since Hayner returned, they've lost one game that he started and finished. That was a last second touchdown to, you know, Oregon State. Um, he didn't finish the USC game. USC probably would have beaten him, but they were moving the ball on USC. So obviously he makes a, a big difference. But I'll tell you right now, Kanish, I, I only bet it because I saw a plus four and a half. If, if Fresno State was minus three or minus four and a half on the opener, I wouldn't even have bet the game. So yeah. this purely a numbers thing for me. I agree with you. There's no way I actually lean Washington State at this number. Yeah, no, I agree. It's one of the, as you said, I mean, you know, plus three either side, plus four either side. Uh, you know, it's a number. So you said you got a great number on Fresno State. That was the bet there. Uh, probably moved a little bit too much now. Now, uh, you know, Wazoo is a little bit of value. So, yeah, I, I agree. You just got to, uh, I mean, hey, play in the market with, with what you got. And so you, you got in good there. Um and I, I think, you know, hey, it'd be one of those let it ride. And, uh, you know, in the bowl season, I tend to uh, play back a little bit more risk, especially if I'm, you know, betting a ton early than I do during the regular season because you, ju- you just don't know what's going to happen in yeah. some of these some of these trash bowls. Um, so uh, I tend to do a little bit more, you know, middling than I, I normally would. But, hey, you got a good number and uh, you can roll in Saturday feeling good. And now this next bowl finish. This is my favorite play of bowl season. Uh, I got Southern Miss. Of the Miss, season. Of the season. Southern Miss Rice. I think this is blowout. I, I got Southern Miss. Yeah, they're six and a half now. The I, I just think Rice is limping <laughs> into this thing. Uh, they're five and seven. They're, they're, you know, they got issues at quarterback. Their defense is terrible. When you have terrible defense, you can't have issues at quarterback because you got to score. The Southern Miss defense is underrated. I've watched them a couple of times this year. They fly all over the place. I think this game's got blowout written all over it. Do you have a play on Southern Miss Rice for tomorrow? Yeah, you're, we're aligned here. This is, this is a hit-the-books trifecta. Uh, Bowers, Casali, Kanich. I don't know if we've had one of those this year yet. Uh, trifecta, hit-the-book, you know, to close it out bowl season. I like, I, listen, I played, so this, this was actually a little buyback midweek here. I was surprised. Uh, some yeah. five-and-a-halves popped. I played some of that. I played some more six. There's still six uh, around a number of places. I like it quite a bit. I, I can't get to, like, the, the the as you said, Rice here team a lot of injuries down the stretch. I don't they they've got they might be they might throw like three four different quarterbacks out there uh, in this game. I know some of the starting quarterbacks got hurt. Wally Green got hurt. They've tried a couple of backups. I think one of the, the backups who I don't like has been uh, practicing getting the majority of the reps in practice. And Southern Miss is the team on the show we bought a number of times down the stretch. I liked what they did at quarterback with Trey Lowe. Uh, I think they've got by far the better defense, the better skill position talent here. Frank Gore Jr., obviously best skill player in this game. Uh, it, it's just a, 
again, I, Southern Miss, I wouldn't say they're by any means an electric offense. So when you're talking about, you know, laying almost a touchdown here uh, in the game, they played a lot of, you know, lower scoring team. When we were backing them, they were usually getting points. But you're getting a significantly worse opponent than than they were normally facing here week in, week out in the Sun Belt. Uh, they shouldn't even, I mean, they shouldn't even be there. They're here because, you know, they got they got a few nerds on the team that are keeping up the, the GPA and they got they got one of the, whatever that's called, the, the APR there that, at five and seven. Uh that, that were able to get them in this game. I mean, they collapsed down the stretch. Um, and I, I, I just don't see it. I think you had two teams. And I, now, when you're talking about bowl season, a few weeks off, some of that, you know, would I have rather played this game like a week after, you know, where, they, you know, they, instead of getting three, four weeks off there before that? Sure. Yeah. But, hey, I, I mean, to me, I, I think there's still still value on Southern Miss here. I agree. Favorite play of Saturday, especially at current uh that, uh, that I think is still viable. So, um, yeah, this is a good one. And what do you think of that? Was the buyback just purely a numbers thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'll be interested to see here what happened. Because, I mean, a lot of the, the serious bowl money, um, as you see, I mean, a lot of the early numbers, if the market's a little thinner, you can get a lot of bounce back, back and forth. Um, once you're within 24, 48 hours, especially, and especially morning of, um, that's when, you know, you, you get the most, you know, the serious groups, the biggest money, as you saw, you know, with the UTSA steam uh, going in that one. You've seen some Florida, some big Florida uh, steam today. So um, that, that that's what, you know, I, I'll be interested to see if this closes at, at seven or even a touch above. Um, but I'd say right now uh, it's definitely it, sixes. If you can grab one of those, uh, it is, I, I highly, highly doubt that this will close under that. All right, well, the next bowl has a lot of, lot going on. Uh, Oregon State, Florida. Oregon State sitting at 8.5. Uh, they've got up to up as high as 10.5 that I saw. Now they're back down to 8.5. I think Florida's got like eight guys dressing for this game. Uh, Oregon State, a team uh, that I've liked all season. I bet them a lot. They're going to run the ball right at you. Uh, they got a dynamic young uh, tailback out there, Fernandez, who's who's going to be great on the West Coast uh, for Oregon State. They got a fast defense. You know, I I just I have trouble getting to this big number in a bowl game. Like some like you said, you know, sometimes there's overreaction to lines because, you know, when you when you get down to it, it doesn't matter who's going to be on the field for Florida. There's still higher recruits than Oregon State. The there's still talent there at Florida. I don't have a great read on this game. The total's sitting about 52 and a half. Do you have anything on Oregon State, Florida for Saturday? Yeah, you know, first of all, I mean, this this Gunnar Watson for Troy, I can't believe he beat Mobile and then ruined my South Alabama season. Bum, they got playing quarterback. Lucky I got the best defense in the G5 because. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, no, uh, I I bought some. I agree. With, like there was, you know, like, it steamed down, you know, pretty significantly today. I bought some uh, Florida. I think. Ten and a half. Uh, there was some eleven out there. I think the best I got was able to get fills on was ten and a half. I, I agree with it. ton of opt outs. Not a lot. again. Anthony Richardson's going down. I will say this: Jack Miller, high level recruit, was at Ohio State, transfers to Florida. I think he had a hand injury, finger injury, something. Wasn't able to really grip or throw a ball most of the season. Um, I like now that he's got a month of problem. I mean, he's a talented kid, so you actually could see some improved passing efficiency uh, and passing from Florida here. Now, is he going to be the you know the, the the dynamic athlete that Richardson is? No, of course not. But Florida team that that has a good offensive line can run the ball. Uh, I think he might offer a little bit more in the passing game 
than Richardson does. And again, Oregon State, very good season. Uh, you know, a team that was a lot of buy-in. I think they finished with a, a really nice ATS record. But again, you, when you're talking about, you know, SEC, I mean, when you're not in the doldrums of the SEC, uh, most of these teams, you can run. I mean, I remember, you know, L- I always go back to the LSU second half of the season with Ed Orgeron when, like, half the team was hurt or quit or left, and they're still, like, competing with the highest-level teams in the SEC right. with guys that weren't even on, like, the two-deep during the season because they got 50 guys you could play at any school. Um, and, again, Florida, not at that level of talent, but, I mean, they've got – they're going to be bringing in, you know, a ton of young guys. So, I agree. I thought when this got to 10 and 10 and a half, 11 – it's just too many points for a bowl game unless you're getting a, a you know a massive mismatch or something like that. So we'll see. Billy Napier, not one of my favorites. Um, but again, it, w- it was just the only thing. Like, I can't give you a great lean year on Florida in, in terms of like analysis that, that they should win this game or anything other than I think the number got too high. You saw some sharp people jump on it uh, and get it back down to now where I think about a touchdown's right here. Yeah, what do you think about Anthony Richardson and the pros? Uh, you know, I see some people who like him, some people who just can't believe he'd even be thought of in the first round. What are your thoughts on him in that in the NFL? Let's just say I wouldn't want to be, you know, uh, putting my GM career on, on the line, his development line. I mean, I think people always point to this fucking Josh Allen example. It's like the one <laughs> out of the, right. like, exception to the rule example where somebody who, like, had, had, like didn't have a lot of development and a low completion percent gets into the league and then turns into a star like the one time and it took him a few years and he had to work incredibly hard and you, you read stories about the the amount of work he put in and the development of the QB coach I just don't think he doesn't strike me as that if I if I'm going to take that level of de- developmental player who's got a ton of talent don't get me wrong the amount of work that you need to put in and the focus and the determination to then get yourself uh, to, like, an elite level at the NFL, I think you have to be in that that mode. Like, a, a guy like Trey Lance is somebody who I've seen you come in in the league. He doesn't seem like he, he's the guy that's, you know, at the facility 24 hours a day. You know, he's at the, you see him at, after the game at a strip club and stuff, and, and you're, you're like... That to me, like if you're gonna need that type of development, it has to be the character and the mindset that you, like is a maniacal worth work ethic to get yourself up to that level. Because I mean, this is a guy who's like a fifty percent. I think his career completion percentage is like just a touch over like fifty percent or something. That's not gonna do it in the NFL. He might he might be a great athlete. Uh, that's not gonna do it. And I agree with you. Like to me, it, it's one of those. If you can, if I'm talking about you know Anthony Richardson. In the third round, in the fourth, you know, as to where right. I can take a flyer and it's low risk, sure. Am I taking him in the first round? Hell no. I think you could see a Malik Willis level fall uh, for him. And to be honest with you, I, I actually, I, if you had a gun to my head, I think Malik Willis was more developed as a college player than Anthony Richardson. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see where he lands. Uh, he needs to get in the right spot and. He needs to, he also, I think he needs to be, I just think, I think he needs to take football more seriously if he's ever going to have it, because I, I didn't get that vibe with him in Florida. Well, I, the good news for Trey Lance is he should have plenty of time to go to the clubs now. He's like six strings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, at the team girls now. in the Bay Area were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. man, this is the greatest. Yeah, Trey doesn't right. have to go to practice. He can come see us a few <laughs> times a week. Yeah, well, that was always a perplexing pick for me. But um, the last bowl on Saturday, uh, Kanish, is... Boise State, North Texas. Uh, Boise State's quite a big favorite here, laying 11 points. They were, you know, they were hot down down the 
stretch after they made the quarterback change to green. The, they ran into a, another hot team, Fresno State, in the championship game. Lost. North Texas got blown out in their championship game by UTSA. Total sitting at 60. I, I like the over a little bit here. I just think North Texas' defense is so bad that Boise is going to be able to do whatever they want offensively, and they'll be able to put up some points too. Where do you lean in this game? I, I can't, like, I want, I, and again, I try not, you don't try to, like, take too much out of one game. Uh, I watched that, that, UTSA uh, North Texas Cusa championship game, and it's just like the UTS. I mean, it looked like like Alabama playing like Eastern Michigan. Like, and now you go up against a Boise team that's got similar athletes to this UTSA and a similar front, and that um, as compared to a North Texas team that defense is horrible. Um, I, I don't know, like they, they're super reliant on the run game and that's what Boise State was great at stopping. I, I lean, you know, there's a, again, I like the, the this over shot up. I still kind of like it at 59. Uh, the question would be like for me is, um, is, is, is North Texas still going to be able to, to move the ball? Um, I will say one, I, I know this is, again, these are hard to find. I try not to give them out because the numbers move a ton. There was some Taylor Green rushing yardage totals in the low twenties earlier today that I bet literally as much as I can't. You can't get that, that much low down on college football props, but uh, <laughs> I was able to get a twenty-three and a half on him today. Let me tell you something. That's good at twenty-three and a half. That's good at thirty-three and a half. Uh, I mean, he. I, I would expect him to get fifteen plus carries in this one against a horrific rush defense. Honestly, I, that that to me was like half of what it should have been. So yeah. if you can find him. Anything uh, in the 20s and the 30s, green over rush yardages. So take a look at your legals to see if you got that uh, out there. Uh, is UTSA looking like they might score here? But in terms of that, I lean over. I don't want any. I don't want anything to do with North Texas here. I actually I laid some Boise 10. Not a huge bet. I don't love laying the you know that, that type of number in bowl games just in general. Um, but overall, lean over, lean Boise. Um, yeah, no, I, I have nothing positive to say about what I've seen out of North. They had, they had some, you know, again, when you're playing bad defenses, uh, they, they had some, you know, nice offensive performances. Uh, I don't think they'd be able to replicate that here. Now, what do you think about Green over at 32? Yes. 32 is fine for me. I'd still I mean, play. I still think, I mean, he's got the, not only do I think he'll get, I mean, this is a horrible rush defense and he should be able to get a bunch of run. He's got the the explosive level talent where, I mean, you saw it at, at the end of that, uh, that you win like the worst beat of all time for anybody, that Utah State game where he basically like had a 90-yard touchdown. I mean, he's got the explosiveness to, to pick that up on one carry. Plus, I think he gets a bunch of runs. So for me, uh, yeah, I like it a lot. I'm surprised that's that low, to be honest with you. I, I would have thought it was higher. But then again, you know, college props aren't a huge aren't that big, like you said. Uh, so, and, and a lot of these books take $10 on them. So I guess you can hang a terrible line if you're not going to, if you're not in danger of losing <laughs> yeah. any money, you know what yeah. I mean? I hear you. <laughs> so the, that's it for the bowl games on Saturday. Now the, I, I'll just give you, I'll throw this out to you. It is there, there's a, what the heck do they call it? I call it one double a Montana state, South Dakota State, South Dakota State minus four. This is Montana State's year. They're going to win it. Oh, give me baby, the plus you're calling four. your shot here. Yeah, Montana State. Uh, get the the they they made it to the finals last year. Came up short. North Dakota State got them. I think Montana State 
wins it this year. Give me the plus four against the number one team in the country, the South Dakota State uh, Jackrabbits. That is all the bowls for tomorrow, Kanish. Now let's get let's touch on the national championship, the, the playoffs. See here if any of your uh, thoughts have changed. And we talked about these last week. Now you and I are both on Ohio State. We got them at seven. They've been sitting firm at six and a half. What have you heard about this game? And do you still like the Buckeyes at six and a half? You know, it was real, I, again, I, I had a pretty sizable play at seven. Uh, I still think there's some six and a half value. I will say, like, just in terms of this is one of those games where uh, it's so heavily bet that you can actually get some, uh, you know, I think people offset like uh, the, the the public and stuff like that. This is one of those games that gets such handle, uh, and I think a lot of the handle will be on Georgia, um, where, again, if you, if you haven't had access to a seven, Wait it out, you know, be patient here. See if you can, you know, keep searching around. Um, I, I think you, you should, if you can't, I mean, there might be even a couple, let me see here. There's got to be a couple places I think that still uh, still have seven in some places. So, I, I mean, that's one that I feel comfortable that the, the again, when you're getting a, a touchdown with Ohio State, we've mentioned this on a few times, hit the books. This is a line that before you to go, go, you know, 10 minutes before the Michigan game, if Georgia and Ohio State were playing on neutral, the line's probably three, three and a half. Even, even the lowest person uh, on, on Ohio State, I don't know, would tell you, it wouldn't have been above four and a half. Now you go up to seven. I like getting that Ohio State off of, you know, off of this, this I, I like call it, a, you know, whatever, an angle, a, a disturbance, whatever it is that, that, that they get beat up by their rival. Yeah. Um, and now they can kind of refocus in. They get a second chance at life. I think some of the issues that that they've had just as a program in terms of um, just taking games too lightly and serious and focusing that, uh, I think will be. And what did we see against LSU in, in the, the SEC title game? Georgia's pass defense looked a little shaky. Looked a little yep. shaky against a quarterback that's not as good as C.J. Stroud against wide receivers that aren't as good as uh, the ones that, that Ohio State's going to roll out. Indoor track where Ohio State will be uh, much more comfortable than uh, having to play outside against Michigan. Uh, listen, I think I think touchdowns are better. I think Ohio State's very live in this game. All right. I mean, I'm with you with everything you said, but you, you mentioned the fast track inside. The, the total sitting here is 62 and a half. Well, that's high for a Georgia game. Uh, I understand Ohio State can score. You have a lean that way? I played some early over numbers. Um, I think it's still, again, I think there was a 16 and a half. What's the best price out there now? There, um, I see now it went through. When we were doing the Monday, there was some 16 and a half and 61. Now, I think it's pretty right now, about 62 and a half, 63. Um, yeah, I, I'd have to leave that one alone now. Uh, you know, I, I thought a lot of the the low, you know, the 60, 60 and a half, 61 was good. Now 62 is, I think, the the bottom basement there. So, yeah, I liked over, uh, but I don't think you can chase it at this point. Okay. Um, now, the other game, we, we talked about this last week. I hadn't made a play yet. Um, got your thoughts on it, but I love Michigan. I, I love Michigan. I, I think they're going to pound this TCU team. It was a nice season. TCU had a lot of come-from-behind wins against those Big 12 teams. They're stepping up in class here. I I believe that Michigan has one of the best run-blocking offensive lines I've ever seen in college football. Penn State found that out. Ohio State found that out. TCU is going to find that out. Um <laughs> 
even if TCU stays close for a while. Remember, Ohio State, that game was competitive, close. I mean, we didn't know who was going to win midway through the third quarter. Then the then the floodgates opened, right? Michigan just started pounding them. I could see something similar to that, but I think Michigan wins this game start to finish. I, I assume you're with me on this one. Yeah, I liked I uh, one of the the I was able to drop it you know dropped on a seven for a minute which I thought was surprising so I was able to get that um, I kind of agree with that. I mean I think they got the best offensive line in the country as you said it's a Michigan team that finally in the last couple games JJ McCarthy and a lot of the pass offense got rolling um, and it's a TCU team that again great season deserve to be here. Super fortunate. Super fortunate in a lot mm-hmm. of games. Super fortunate with injuries. Um, it, it's hard to play that many close games and then come out on top in most of them. Um, I just don't think they're. It, it's a great TCU team. Uh, so, for me, uh, I, I like under... If you can get a flat, again, flat 7, uh, even like a 7 minus 120 in that, it, it's okay. I think most of the boards, 7.5. Some of the places will let you buy down there. Uh, or you can get a low VIG. So... Flat seven for me, uh, and under 58 and a half, uh, it both, both still in range, um, and I think both still pretty good. Yeah, and what do you think about the total in this game? The, you know, it's a 58 and a half. The, I, I'm struggling with this because I, I could see Michigan's defense dominating, but I think their offense is going to roll so much in this game. I kind of like the over a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? Uh, we're a little head to head there. A little one head to head. I, I, again, I'm leaning the under. Uh, I played okay. some under when it was at like 59 and a half. I think it's mostly 58, 58 and a half. Um, again, Michigan is not going to change their tempo for anything. Slow tempo. I know TCU will try and pick it up. I, I, I think they're going to have trouble with with a lot of you know they've been an explosive offense. Michigan doesn't allow that. They're going to play two deep safeties in the parking lot and have been able to control the run game um, basically for against anybody still or still you know playing that type of uh that type of defense so i like michigan's uh defense slope down and an offense they're not going to change the pace so lean under for me there okay yeah i mean it's not a, it's not a huge i i just was you know i i think michigan could score in the 40s here i i think it's going to be a blowout uh and that's the second is that the first or the second game that's the first game. Okay, yes. good. Because, uh, yeah, that would be a bit of anticlimactic. I, I, even if Georgia-Ohio State's a blowout, I want to see that game second. Um, so uh, there you go. It's going to be interesting. Playoffs going to expand. We'll have more games to bet, more games to talk about. Uh, that's always good. But we got the Saturday games down. We got the playoff games down. Um, and, hey, listen, you can get all this action, right, Kanish? If you're, if you're in Nevada, if you're in Colorado, a Circus Sportsbook, um, you've been watching Hit the Books on the Hammer Betting Network, powered by Circus Sports. Uh, love having them as a sponsor. Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Experience big at bets with the highest betting limits, better money line splits, and lowest hold percentages. Circus Sports, uh, you can even, if, uh, if you're like me, condition your, your state doesn't have it, you can download the app. You can look at lines, compare them to other places. So uh, great tool for bettors of all experiences. Um, what do we got here in the chat here? Anything? The Harris for UTSA is killing me. Yeah, I hope Troy, he's not yeah, killing me. Troy boy just took the lead. Yeah, the Harris, I think they've got like five turnovers, five turnovers. So Troy, uh, Troy 13-12 now. So, hey, you're, you're alive going right. to the fourth, baby. We, we got a shot. We got a shot. Um, so, Kanish, uh, I don't, 
No one ever tells me the schedule. I don't know where we're going from here. I, we won't be here next week. I, I won't be around on the you know the, the pre-Christmas Friday because um, of family plans. But I assume we will be back on the 30th looking ahead to the college football playoffs. The, the January 2nd bowl games. The NFL took over January 1st. So the January 2nd bowl games. like to get your thoughts on those as we move on. Uh, we got Alabama, Kansas State. We got... Penn State, Utah, some good matchups on January 2nd. Um, and somewhere's in there, I don't even know when the date is, is Iowa, Kentucky. I suppose we'll have to talk about that at some point. But uh, we will be back, let's say, we'll, we'll say December 30th. If they kick us out before then, then they'll kick us out. But December 30th <laughs> to go through all the bowls. Kanish, thanks a lot. I always appreciate your feedback. Been making some money. I got that prop in, baby. Green over rushing yards. Have a great weekend, a great holiday, and I will see you soon on Hit the Books. 